0: Welcome to Dark Poutine, my name is Mike Brown, creator and host with me as usual is my good friend and co-host, Scott Hemingway. Say hello, Scott. Hello, glorious world. Oh, what a glorious world it's it is. Glo- to- well, not directly outside of our place. No, it's it's torrential it's rain. monsoon One of the neighbors is building an ark. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. It's really crazy out there
1: right now, but I'm sure the rest of the world... Everybody is living beautiful. I'm not a, not a strong swimmer, so we're in trouble. Yeah.
2: Oh, I got you. I got your back. The views, information, and opinions expressed during the Dark Poutine podcast are solely those of the producer and do not necessarily represent those of Curious Cast, its affiliate Global News, nor their parent company,
0: Chorus Entertainment dark poutine is not for the faint of heart or squeamish listener discretion is strongly advised we're not experts on the topics we present nor are we journalists we're two ordinary canadians chatting about crime in the dark side of history let's get to it put on your toque grab yourself a double double and an animo bar it's time to scarf down some dark poutine snorf 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 all right so crime con is coming oh i'm stoked may 1st to 3rd yeah. yeah yeah so i'm i'm kind of looking forward to just getting some sunshine yeah
1: right <laughs> it's, it come, having taken uh the train and walking here yeah in this rain
0: i would I, I really can't wait for some beautiful sun no kidding
1: i'm gonna wear my speedo all around <laughs> the convention oh no Man, it's gonna
0: be great yuck So if you have not bought your CrimeCon tickets yet, you use Poutine 2020 at checkout on the CrimeCon.com website for 10% off. Please use Poutine 2020.
1: I mean, if you're going, why not save 10%? Exactly. Why not?
0: And why not use our code? To help us out, to make this a little easier on us. And uh, we're well over 7,000 now in the Yumber Yard. We have uh, just about broke 7,100. So this is
1: what happens when we talk about it at the beginning yeah. of the show.
0: So that's our Facebook group and that's all we're going to say about that. Yeah. The Yumber Yard. Yumber Yard. At 1245 on Sunday, February 16th, we are going to be at Fan Expo Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And that takes place between the 15th and the 17th, but we're doing a live show Yeah. on Sunday. So yeah, 1245 the- p.m.,
1: The convention itself is a blast. You'll have an absolute hoot there, so why not go? Exactly. And and also get to watch us do a live show. You know
0: who announced that he's going to be there today? Who's that? Bruce Campbell.
1: Oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah,
0: so if you you want to pay to see Bruce Campbell, that's great. And then just consider seeing us for free after that. Oh,
1: I really hope we get to meet some of these
0: people. I do like too. Like just
1: wandering about. Well, I plan, to... we plan, I
0: plan on going for Saturday as yeah,
1: well. Yeah. I'm going to try for sure.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, for sure. I, bring, I mean, bring the cameras and everything, but. Plus our friend Morgan Knudsen is going to be doing her live fire show there. Oh, so. is she? Well,
1: great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to meeting her. Yeah, it's
0: going to be oh, awesome. right on. This is episode 110, the unsolved murder of Amber Tuckero. Okay. And this is a case that people have been talking about a lot lately. Mm-hmm. They've mentioned it in the Yumber Yard, um, but so many listeners have sent me things about it. I thought it was a good time to cover this. Yep. Just because it's a very compelling case. Yep. And it remains unsolved. Yeah. Amber Tuckerow was a 20-year-old woman from Mikisew Cree, First Nation. She went missing on August 18, 2018, after she was last seen leaving the Nisku Place Motel with a plan to hitchhike into the city of Edmonton, Alberta, just a few kilometers north. Mm-hmm. Sadly, on September 1, 2012, Amber's remains were discovered on a rural property southeast of Leduc, Alberta, and south of Nisku. Amber's murder remains unsolved and has been on our list to do for quite some time. We chose to cover this now as there have been some recent developments in the news, and we'll address those as we go. A flyer found on the Justice for Amber Tuckero Facebook page reminds us that Amber Alyssa Tuckero was a mother, a daughter, sister, auntie, granddaughter, cousin, and niece. 20 years old. 20 years old. So young. This is the first of our episodes that we've tagged with MMIW, which stands for Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and Girls. Mm Mm-hmm. MMIW also includes those who are 2SLGBTQQIA. A little bit of alphabet salad there, but that's, busy, the, yeah. that's the Canadian politically correct way of saying two-spirit, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered, queer, questioning, intersex, or asexual.
1: And, and we talked about two-spirited in the past, and uh, I really love that that uh, definition.
0: Yeah, yeah, so if you want to learn more, Google is your friend. Yeah. If you're not already familiar with those things, there's some pretty fascinating reading out there. According to a Government of Canada website about the recent national inquiry into missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls, quote, Indigenous women and girls in Canada are disproportionately affected by all forms of violence. Although Indigenous women make up 4% of Canada's female population, 16% of all women murdered in Canada between 1980 and 2012 were Indigenous. Shit. That's massive. Yeah. And it's still taking place today. These are just the stats they have on the site. Mm -hmm. Moving forward, we'll tag all of these cases that we do that are relevant with MMIW, like we did this one. And tragically, as of this writing, Indigenous women and girls continue to disappear across the country, and some of those turn up dead victims of murder. We'll provide links to our sources in the show notes as usual. Yep. But in addition for each of these cases, we'll also offer links to more information and resources about missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls in Canada. Mm-hmm. Some of what we learned of Amber Tuckero's life and family background comes from transcripts of her brother Paul's heart-wrenching testimony before the National Enquirer to Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and Girls. Mm. During their truth-gathering process in part one, of the public hearings held at Edmonton Inn Courtyard Ballroom in Edmonton, Alberta on Tuesday, November 7th, 2017. And that's when he testified. Okay. Paul's testimony provided us with deeper insights that we may not have been able to obtain otherwise. So thank you to Paul for his courage and his testimony.
1: Oh, very curious about his testimony.
0: We'll hear some of it, yeah, and I will yeah. also post the entire document of his testimony oh, awesome. from that day mm-hmm. on darkpoutine.com. I'm sure a lot
1: of listeners will get a lot by reading
0: that. For sure. Amber Tuckero was born on January 3rd, 1990 in Alberta, Canada. She was just three days old when she was adopted. Her parents, who could no longer have children of their own, drove all day to go and pick up newborn Amber mm. and bring her back to her new home. Amber's new mom and dad and her four older brothers always wanted to have a little girl to love. So when the opportunity arose, they leapt at it.
1: Oh, that's sounding lovely.
0: Paul said that the family was proud of the fact that Amber learned to walk when she was only eight months old. Well, that's pretty great. Being the baby and the only girl, Amber's big brothers always did their best to protect and take care of her as they grew up together. Oh. Big brothers do that. Yeah,
1: yeah, and big sisters. want to. Yeah.
0: I teased my little sister, but uh, Mikey. I did take care of her too. Mikey, yeah. In the early years of Amber's life, prior to her parents' divorce, the family of seven lived in Fort Chipewyan, or Fort Chip, as locals refer to it. Fort Chip. Fort Chip was settled in 1788 by Peter Pond of the Northwest Company.
1: We've got Fort Chip and Peter Pond.
0: Exactly. This is going great. And it is one of the oldest European settlements in Alberta. 1788 oh, wow. is a long time Jeez. ago. Jeez, uh, Yeah, yeah. The hamlet of 850 people in northeastern Alberta sits on the southwestern edge of Lake Athabasca and its population is predominantly made up of Cree, Chipewyan First Nations, and Métis people. Mm-hmm. The largest city nearby yep. is Fort McMurray. Which is not a large city. No, and that's a <laughs> hike to the south.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, living where we live, we'd consider that a very small town.
0: Yeah. Not a big city. From Fort McMurray Tourism, quote, in summer, Fort Chip may be accessed by air or boat from Fort McMurray. Mm -hmm. Only a 40-minute flight from Fort McMurray, your Fort Chip getaway, is the ideal spot to leave your worries behind and experience the remote beauty, history, and culture. Winter roads link the community of Fort Chip to Fort McMurray in the south, and Fort Smith in the Northwest Territories. The 280 kilometer trip from Fort McMurray takes only a few hours and driving the winter roads is a unique experience. (laughs) That's code for,
1: it's crazy. It probably is. The driving is crazy.
0: It's like ice road truckers. Yeah, yeah. Be sure to call the Winter Road hotline at one 743 6111 for up-to-date road conditions, end quote. Yeah, so you add that after. It's a unique experience. It, Mike, if you said to me, hey, did you uh,
1: enjoy the restaurant you went to last night? And I said, well, I mean, it was a unique
0: experience. What do you take from that? I would say that uh, <laughs> you you were probably letting me know that it was not... <laughs> Not like anything else that you've done.
1: Beyond beyond
0: guard. Yeah, perhaps. When Amber's parents separated, Amber's mother left Fort Chip for a time and her father also moved away. This left Amber in the care of her older brothers. Mm. Paul was the oldest and only 18 at the time. Welfare got involved. Yeah. Paul testified, "Quote, they wanted to split up our family, but they kind of knew our history and our background so they didn't." Okay. He continued, family's important to me, and I knew I you know, I could keep care of my siblings, so they supported me until my mom or dad came back to Fort Chip. So the uh, the welfare folks were supportive of Paul taking care of the kids. This is legally
1: an adult. So am I, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm clear. So the, the parents separated, and they yeah. both left the house. The father
0: moved away, and the mother went away for a time. Okay. But she later came back. Paul wanted all the kids to stay in school, believing not only that education is important, but especially so in a remote community like Fort Chip.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Paul said that when it comes to education, quote, if you don't do nothing, you'll end up doing nothing when you become of age. (laughs) Which totally. (laughs) I mean, that's spot on. Typical of many kids, myself included. In her teens, Amber resisted staying in school, sometimes making excuses not to go. (laughs) Did you ever do that, Scott? I'm 46 and sometimes I still do that. Yeah, there you go. Despite her protests, Paul encouraged Amber to keep going to school. He said, quote, I always used to tell her someday when she's older, she'd thank us for it. It may seem like nothing now, but in the future, yeah. dot, dot, dot. Yeah. yeah. You know? He's, he's correct. Exactly. Paul and Amber's parents had not had it easy either. Mm-hmm. They had both been to residential schools. Ooh. Their father had been kicked out for misbehaving after only a few days, but their mother, Vivian, who everyone called Tootsie, spent years in a residential school, badly damaging her psychologically. Mm -hmm. Paul said that he felt Tootsie's time there, quote, screwed her up and having to deal with the trauma afterward robbed their family of precious time they could have spent together.
1: Yeah, and for those who aren't familiar with the residential schools, I I do recommend Go go do some googling. Exactly, you'll understand the uh, the trauma they suffered.
0: Residential schools, Canada uh, yeah. into Google will tell you everything. Yeah, uh, you probably need to make a good start on that topic.
1: Yes, it it and it it's not going to be an enjoyable journey. So no.
0: In the summer of 2010, 20-year-old Amber and a female acquaintance named Evangeline, whom she'd met only a few weeks before, at the Unity Women's Emergency Shelter in Fort McMurray, flew one way on a WestJet flight from Fort McMurray to Edmonton for a brief getaway. Okay. Amber had her 15-month-old son Jacob with her. Jacob, of course, was her everything. After the brief flight... The women and the little boy checked into the Niskew Place Motel at 401 11 Avenue in Niskew, Alberta. And this is just a few kilometers away from the Edmonton International Airport, where okay. they had oh. just landed. Okay, yeah. Staying at the motel outside the city was much cheaper for the women who were on a tight budget. Yeah. Makes sense that, to me. Just, yeah. you know, catch a bus or something totally. into the city. Yeah. Apparently, Amber decided to go into the city alone. Hmm. Presumably for food and decided that hitchhiking the few kilometers into Edmonton should be okay. Mm-hmm. According to Evangeline, Amber left Jacob in her care and headed out to the road to flag down a lift. Mm-hmm. The last person who'd heard from her that evening on the phone was her brother, who was in the Edmonton Remand Center at the time. Oh, okay. yep. I don't know what for, but he was there. The call came from Amber while she was driving with whoever had picked her up hitchhiking and ended abruptly after Amber challenging the man about the direction they were heading. So I think I've asked you this before. Have you ever hitchhiked? Yep. Yeah. A- a- yep. Yeah. I've
1: never done it. I've never I done I have it.
0: hitchhiked a lot. Yeah. And I have had weird experiences, but I've never had anything mm. that I would need to report to the police.
1: Yeah. I was one of those kids where it's just, I, I believed what I was told hmm. by uh, media. So when you would hear like never hitchhike and don't hitchhike in my mind, dude. I just grew up with like, no, that's a terrifying thing.
0: I've hitchhiked, uh, around the South shore of Nova Scotia a lot Mm -hmm. and into Halifax a couple of times from the South shore, that's 60 miles. So
1: granted, I guess if you're coming from a very small neck of the woods Mm. where you kind of know everybody, it's probably a bit more common.
0: It was then, but we find out later there were serial killers active like Michael McRae and and he was picking up female hitchhikers anyway. Yeah. So Hmm. that night... Amber stopped answering texts. She was a prolific communicator, especially with her mom, but Mm -hmm. Tootsie was getting no response at all from her daughter, who would always answer back. Tootsie grew concerned about Amber and eventually phoned Evangeline at the motel in Nisku. According to Paul's testimony before the MMIW National Inquiry, when Tootsie asked about Amber's whereabouts, Evangeline simply said she left. Also, according to Paul, Evangeline kept, quote, changing her story and Tootsie, quote, kind of knew something was up. Okay. Paul told the inquiry that his family still feels like they haven't gotten the whole story. Yeah. He said, quote, so even now we're still trying to get the information for what happened that day because it didn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah,
1: I I can can totally empathize with their... uh, uh, suspicion in getting all of the information.
0: Mm-hmm. Especially when their sister, daughter, auntie, mother goes missing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Tootsie was beside herself with worry. She believed that there was no way Amber would leave little Jacob with a stranger for that long without checking yeah, in. Yeah. Tootsie wanted to report Amber missing and called the RCMP. The RCMP told Tootsie she had to wait 24 hours before filing a missing persons report on her daughter. She later told CBC that she was disgusted by the response that she got from a Leduc RCMP that day. Quote, "'Even when I reported her missing, they asked me if she ever went missing before. Oh, she's probably out partying and she's going to come home. She'll call.'" end quote
1: oh i know we've talked about this in the past as well um that 24 hours wait 24 hours kills me i understand yeah. why uh the police have to have that otherwise every, all officers would just here's be the thing scott oh, well, we've got to here's the thing do we?
0: yeah amber didn't call and she didn't come home Paul later told the National Inquiry, quote, we went online and checked it out and we found that there's no law saying you got to wait 24 hours. What? There is nothing. It's a policy, not a... Exactly. Uh, okay. So... Son of a bitch. Why were the RCMP telling them this? Paul also said that the first 24 hours are, quote, critical in a missing persons case, oh. which concerned the family even more. Absolutely. Again, though, I get the... I get the procedure. I get the policy. Otherwise, all
1: officers would be out looking for people.
0: I would be out looking for somebody if someone says, my daughter has just gone on a vacation with a friend, Mm -hmm. left her 15-month-old with this woman who's really a stranger. She's not really a friend. They call her an acquaintance numerous times on the Facebook group. So, of course... You know, if you're a police officer, you hear
1: those things. Well, that's the thing, like, is I I understand why the policy is there, but you have to look at each one uniquely and look at the facts, look at the circumstances. And this is because, yeah, this is clearly something that if if I were hearing it,
0: I'd go, oh, yeah, that's fucky. Like, there's something going (laughs) on. Something's fucky. Tootsie was called by Child and Family Services to let her know that they now had Jacob. Evangeline had turned him over to them. Tootsie went to Edmonton to get Jacob back, but ran into difficulty when attempting to retrieve him from the ministry's care as even though she was his grandmother, she was not his legal guardian.
1: All right, well go help find his legal guardian.
0: Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly my take on it too. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, but I'm the next best thing right now. Yeah,
1: and you're not looking for the legal guardian who's missing, so
0: I'm here. RCMP officers, were eventually sent to the motel to retrieve Amber's suitcase, but it had been sitting there unguarded for a couple of days. Holy shit. Anyone could have tampered with it. Perhaps even removed key bits of evidence that could have given investigators something to go on.
1: Well, I mean, even trying to do the right thing. Well, let's see if I can find out who this is Mm -hmm. and you open it up and you're moving. They did that
0: later. Uh, They didn't seek out Evangeline right away to have a conversation with her until long after Amber had been gone. Good God. According to an article on the Red Power Media website published in May of 2015, quote, On September 4th, less than three weeks after Amber Tuckero's disappearance, a media relations officer with Leduc RCMP was quoted in a local newspaper saying, quote, We don't have any reason to believe she is in any danger. We know that she is in the Edmonton area, end quote. And according to RCMP spokesman Mary Schlosser, Quote, the accuracy of this media comment is now under CRCC review, end quote. But, Uh, like, really? They're just so quick to disregard Amber. Yeah, well, her family wasn't. Despite the RCMP's comments publicly, Amber's family was beginning to fear the worst. They thought that perhaps something terrible had happened to their daughter. Yeah.
1: And, and I want to make it clear, uh, we are huge fans of law enforcement. We think they are absolutely amazing people. But we don't but fetishize that them. It, we don't, and it doesn't mean that we're not going to hold people accountable, right. whether at law enforcement yeah. or, or a private citizen, yeah. when we see something that is just wrong.
0: Yeah. Amber was finally put onto CPIC, the RCMP's missing person database. According to Paul Tuckeros' testimony, the family was told that the only way Amber would ever be removed from the database was if the RCMP were quote, a hundred percent certain that she had quote, physically been seen. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, this wasn't the case. Paul testified the ad was out there for a bit, meaning a few, a few days to a week. Yeah. And all of a sudden my sister got taken off because somebody in some reserve said they seen my sister in a gas station. But there's no corroborating. uh, There's no video surveillance. It's just somebody said that. Another person said that Amber had been active on social media, but this also turned out to be false. Because you know what you can do? Look. Go check in social media. Well, they didn't. Even though these claims were proven erroneous, Getting Amber back onto the missing persons database seemed like an uphill climb. They wouldn't do it at first. Mm. Precious days and weeks went by as the RCMP dragged their feet, reactivating the yeah, file. Yeah. At the time of the national inquiry, the family still had no idea how this mistake could have happened, and they'd heard no explanation at all from the RCMP. They, they absolutely, they, the RCMP absolutely know yeah. why that was done. Oh, uh, yeah from a later rcmp release amber tuckerow a resident of fort mcmurray was visiting the edmonton area when she was last seen in the early evening of august 18 2010 in leduc county alberta she was five foot six inches tall 167 centimeters had brown eyes at the time of her disappearance she was 20 years old weighed 144 pounds 65 kilograms had black hair with blonde streaks and may have been wearing a purple bench brand hoodie. So there's the description of her. Amber's family worried for over a year without any real news about what had happened to Amber.
1: Oh my God. So uh, parents out there, just imagine this, please. Imagine this. There's no massive search.
0: Your child
1: goes missing. Yeah. You you come home from work uh, today and your child is missing. Mm -hmm. You contact the authorities- Even though your child is 20,
0: but still. still. Yeah.
1: You're freaking out. Yes. Imagine that. Your kid is missing. You're freaking out and you're reaching out to the people you're supposed to reach out to to help you. My kid's missing. My kid's missing. Sorry, no can help. And and you're just, what do you do? You can only do so much as an individual. Oh my God. I would.
0: Yeah. (sighs) They knew because it was an open investigation, RCMP would play their cards close to the vest. Yeah. But- no information at all. That's a pretty big vest. Bad news came with a phone call. Paul paraphrased what happened during that phone call from the RCMP mm. in his testimony at the MMIW National Inquiry. Mm. Quote, we got a call from them and they said, quote, okay, we know your sister is gone. Like she's passed on. She met with foul play. So we think you guys should have like a memorial or something, not a wake, but something like because we know she's passed on. And we're like, well, where's the body? How do you guys know that? Yeah. yeah, Where's the proof? Yeah. But they said, we know she's gone, but keep posting on Facebook like she's still missing. End quote. (sighs) Wow. How are you supposed to interpret that? As a brother, as a mother, as a father, how are it's you supposed
1: to interpret just that? Just so
0: cavalier, like, and the family pressed for information, but the RCMP wasn't forthcoming mm-hmm. with it. And for sure, well, then the, s- at least just say that.
1: At least say, look, there are specific reasons we can't give you any more. Oh, than I'm Nick. sure
0: they said that. I hope so. But still, that's way too little information. So the family obviously didn't want to hold any kind of memorial for Amber if there was still a chance that she might still be alive. If
1: you're not going to say we have a body or we know this because we found I'm I'm going to be going, I'm. I'm going to hold out hope until I'm sure.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Another blow to hopes of Amber's safe return came over a month later. Okay. Amber's family had been told that if something big came up, they would be called into the Fort McMurray RCMP detachment. The cops had been sitting on something for a year at least, according to Paul's testimony. It was a recording of Amber's last phone call, the one that she'd made while riding with the yep. person who may or may not have killed her. Yep, yep. We'll take a break right here. Yep. Isn't this crazy? Like this is proof of that systemic racism that people talk about.
1: It is con- concrete. Yeah, proof if, of if it. If she absolutely. was a white girl,
0: never would have happened. No, I absolutely
1: never. agree. And it's not that it's not that racism where you have uh, people sitting around hell about those indigenous people?" It's not overt in that sense. It's just in that sense. It's just it's inherent. Yeah. It's built in.
0: in the, into the system, you, into the ideas of yeah, the you, officers. Yeah, you don't
1: have to speak it. It's there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There's around 17 minutes of audio that they got of Amber's last phone call. Some parts of the call were bleeped out, possibly for evidentiary reasons. Yeah, okay. But it was definitely Amber. Hearing her daughter's voice over a year after she'd gone missing was traumatic for Tootsie. Oh my God. No kidding. But she was also upset that she had not heard it sooner. Right?
1: Yeah. What is the intent of holding it from the family?
0: Like, I can't grasp that. Perhaps they were looking at, was it someone they knew or was related or I don't know. Okay. Well, why not at least say we have an audio recording that is like. Yeah. We can speculate all we like, but there's no, there's no good reason if you really think about it.
1: No, I agree.
0: As mentioned above, the bulk of the call is Amber talking to one of her brothers who was in the Edmonton Remand Center at yeah, the time.
1: Yeah,
0: There are also interactions between Amber and the man who she was riding with. Yeah. Tootsie and the rest of the family had no idea who the mystery voice belonged to. The investigative team looking after the file by this point, quote, referred to as Project CARE, the sole purpose of this unit was to investigate the death of several vulnerable missing persons in the Edmonton area... Mm-hmm. Later, this unit was expanded and became the Alberta Missing Persons Unit. Okay. On August 28th, 2012, just 10 days after the two year anniversary of Amber's disappearance, Project Care investigators decided to release one minute and 15 seconds of the call to the public with the hope that someone could identify this man's voice. Yeah. And we've seen this technique used effectively and successfully a number of times before. Episode killer. That's what I was just going to mention. Terry Driver, the subject of our second and third episodes, was recognized by his family when Mm -hmm. police released audio of his taunting calls to Mm -hmm. them. We're going to listen to a portion of the call that was released to the public. An extra word of warning, there's language that's not safe for work here. Yeah. However, we want to play it in its entirety, as it may help solve this unresolved case. Yes. So here it is.
2: Where are we by? We're just heading south of uh, Beaumont, or north of Beaumont. We're heading north of Beaumont. Yo, where are we going? No, this is... are you fucking kidding me? Why not? You're not me. You better not take you better not taking me anywhere I don't wanna go. I wanna go into the city. you okay. Yo, we're not going into the city, are we? Uh, we're going no, we're not. You're the where are these roads going to? Fiftieth Street. Fiftieth Street, are you sure? Absolutely. Yo, where are we going? 50th
3: Street.
1: 50th Street. 50th street. East Street. East. over. <laughs> oh, that—that's hard to hear. It I don't is. mean like audio-wise. I mean that's just knowing that that person's missing.
0: Mm. And you can hear a lot of frustration in her voice. She knows something's wrong. Yeah. 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 Oh,
1: 100% you can hear that in her. Um, And I find it really amazing how she's trying to get, I don't know if she was cognizant that it was being recorded, the call. But she knew she was talking with her brother. And so getting this guy to, okay, East, are we, is it East on this? She's trying to get information from him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Just in case something happens. Like that's, that's very, very uh, aware.
0: If you didn't quite make out what she was saying. Yeah. Yeah. I am going to post a transcript of the call on darkpoutine.com so you can. Oh, that's good. Read it and listen. Her first words are, where are we by? You know, and the unknown male just says, we're just heading south of uh, Beaumont or north of uh, Beaumont. So he kind of gave himself away in a way, but anyway, we'll talk about that later. Yep. If you recognize that man's voice or have any information related to Amber's disappearance, please call the Leduc RCMP detachment at 780-980-7267 or Crime Stoppers at yeah. 1-800-222-TIPS or 8477.
1: Even if you're not 100% you know what that voice is, just any If you think it, it's if somebody, you, if you if you've got a little tingle, yeah. if something if you feel odd while listening to that like you might recognize it, just just call.
0: Yeah. It's a good idea to do.
1: Yeah. I mean. uh, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Please do. It would become even more clear how important this interaction truly was on September 1st, 2012. Mm. Not even a week after the haunting cell phone call was released, a skull was found in a wooded area near a field just east of Leduc, Alberta, near Range Road 241 and Highway 623 by some horseback riders. Oh boy investigators scoured the area for days afterward and other remains were found there too. So oh boy. they found more bones. Okay. I did some, a bit of Google foo and looked at street view of that area and yep. it's very flat except there are just stands of trees along some of the fields Okay. by dirt roads. Yep. So I believe that's where... They mm-hmm. found her. Okay. According to an RCMP release at the time, dental records verified the bones belonged to Amber Alyssa Tuckero. Uh, uh. She had been murdered. From a Global News article posted on September 4th, 2012, quote, This is very sad news for the Tuckero family and our thoughts are with them, said Staff Sergeant Gerard McNeil of CARE. This discovery brings us closer to finding out what happened to Amber. End quote. But does it? But does it? I'm going to say No. It was a mere 18-minute drive from where Amber was last seen to where she was eventually found. This matches almost exactly the timing 17 of Amber's- 17-minute call. 17-minute sem- phone call. Did the voice on the call actually belong to Amber's killer? And all signs are pointing to most likely. <sighs> I. It, what are the
1: odds that it's not? I mean- Right. Circumstantially, like that's just- too, yeah. too
0: lined up. And if this individual could say, yeah, I took her out there and dropped her off. I don't know what for happened sure. to her after. Yep, yeah,
1: for sure. And that would likely be what they would say. But because the, the phone, she didn't hang up the phone. She wasn't like, no. oh, okay, I'm going to go now.
0: Yeah. So she knew something was up.
1: We, we probably heard, yeah. you know, the moment where something started to happen. Yeah. And that's just devastating.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure that the Tuckero family, every time they hear it, it's, it's painful for them.
1: I I think if I were a parent, I might, I would listen to it once, you know, to, to, to kind of let me see if I can recognize the voice to kind of get the facts. I I don't know if I'd be able to ever listen again,
0: but. I think Tootsie or Vivian, her mom helps to manage that Facebook page. Yep. That I was talking about. Yep. And she posts about this oh, voice a yeah, lot. Yeah. So please listen, please listen. Yes. I don't know, like you say, if she's listening herself, but she wants others to listen. I, 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 so that's why I'm comfortable playing it. Yeah. Because she yeah. really wants other people well, to listen.
1: Well, and it's easy for me to say what I would do, have not being in that situation. Mm-hmm. Maybe you would just, you would want to hear it over and over. A, it's like the, you get to hear your, your kid's voice. You're missing child's voice, you get to uh, really, you're gonna want to analyze every so it's tough to say. It, I, I can't really say what I would do, yeah. but yeah, it's difficult either way.
0: I have a feeling you would want to analyze it to death. I know Scott Hemingway yeah. and I, I think you would just be analyzing, looking for something.
1: I, I, th- yeah, most likely so, yeah. but it's just like, maybe once you've got everything figured out, maybe once there's a conclusion, I would say never again. Never again, yeah. Never again, yeah. but it's, it's, but again, it's also like, that's yep. the last words exactly. of my child. I'm going to yeah. want to hear that.
0: Yep. Let's listen to the audio of the unknown male voice that's been isolated. Yeah. So Amber's side of the conversation and whoever else's has been removed. So we hear only this guy's voice. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so let's listen.
2: We're just south of uh, Beaumont or north of Beaumont. Yes, we're 50th Street. Absolutely. 50th Street. 50th Street. We're just South of uh, Beaumont or north of Beaumont. Are cool. Yes, fiftieth
0: Street. Absolutely, fiftieth Street. Street.
1: So it's so actually quite helpful to hear. And just his PM, voice, uh, yeah. yeah,
0: because it would probably be easier to identify yeah. somebody using that method. Yeah. So please, if you need to listen to it again, that will also be on the darkpoutine uh, dot com website in the post for this particular episode. Okay. And I'm probably reading way too much into this, but I think I hear this weird sense of excitement in this guy's voice. Like he, he was up. I could hear that he was like up, but angry. I hear frustration. I hear
1: him getting like on the verge of getting, yes, yes, 50th street. Yes. Like
0: Like he wants to get somewhere.
1: Like, he wants to get somewhere, and he wants her quiet. Yeah. He doesn't, he, he's, he doesn't want to hear her anymore. He doesn't want, like, just stop questioning me.
0: It's chilling either way. It,
1: incredibly chilling.
0: Amber's family did have their memorial and buried her remains. What little faith her family had in the RCMP was completely gone by this point. They felt that more could have been done to look for Amber earlier, and it may have even saved her life, or if not, her killer might have been identified. They wanted an apology, but the RCMP refused to acknowledge any wrongdoing. Oh, God. Years had gone by with various tips that have appeared interesting, but no resolution in this case.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: In March of 2014, the Civilian Review and Complaints Commission, there's what CRCC stands for. Yes, yes. yes, yes began their own investigation into the case after a complaint was filed by Amber's mother. Good. In her complaint, Vivian Tuckerow alleged that the RCMP members of the Leduc Detachment in Alberta failed to conduct an adequate investigation into the disappearance and subsequent death of her daughter, Amber Tuckerow. Absolutely. It took a full four years before the report was fully investigated and released. Okay. From the commission's final report... After commissioner's response in 2018,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: quote, In summary, the commission found that the investigation into Ms. Tuckerow's disappearance was deficient in that various members were either not properly trained or did not adhere to their training, and that various members did not comply with policies, procedures, and guidelines. The report also identified shortcomings with the existing training, policies, procedures, and guidelines. and quote. It stops short of admitting to systemic racism. Yes. But.
1: But it's admitting that.
0: Fault. We, we screwed up. Right. In late July of 2019, this past year, deputy commissioner curtis zablocki commanding officer of alberta rcmp issued an apology publicly to the family of amber tuckerow for how the investigation into her disappearance and homicide was handled here's some audio of deputy commissioner zablocki during a press conference as covered by global news
4: thank you for taking the time to meet with me today as we gather on treaty six territory traditional land and home for many Indigenous people. Before I begin, I want to express my deepest sympathy for your family's loss. Please know that the RCMP remains completely committed to searching for the person responsible for taking Amber from you. I'd like to commend you for the courage to talk about your difficult experiences searching for Amber, your daughter, sister, and mother. Amber was a beloved member of your family and of the community. I fully acknowledge that in the early days of our investigation into Amber's disappearance, that it required a better sense of urgency and care. We agree with the Civilian Review and Complaints Commission that in 2010, our Leduc detachment's initial missing person investigation was not our best work and was not in line with our established practices, procedures, and guidelines. At the beginning of this investigation, the RCMP was not the police service we strive to be. On behalf of the RCMP, I am truly sorry. Although the past cannot be changed, it is important to remember and learn from it. This is necessary in order to move forward. I can tell you with confidence that the RCMP is listening and learning from families such as yourselves. This includes building trust with family members by providing timely communication and requiring more oversight from senior management teams. We are committed to addressing the recommendations laid out in the Civilian Review and Complaints Commission's report. I've personally reviewed each recommendation, several of which we had already implemented when the report was received in 2018. I'm grateful that your family has continued a dialogue with us over the years, however strained and difficult it may have been for you. I'm committed To continue to hear your truths, heal, and improve upon the relationship we have with you. As we strive for the same goal, finding justice forever.
0: Okay.
1: So much to uh, process there there because does he seem genuine and contrite? Absolutely, in my opinion. Yeah. He absolutely does. Do I think he is He firmly believes in what he's saying and that they will improve from it. Absolutely. Again, as a parent, my mind would just be, yeah, that's great, but my kid is dead.
0: Well, here you go. Zablocki went on to say that some of the members involved at the Leduc detachment no longer work for the RCMP, Mm -hmm. but it's not clear whether they were fired or left on their own. Regardless of the apology, Amber's family was not willing to accept it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: From Fletcher Kent's report for Global News, here's some more audio from yeah. that day, and this gets interesting. Vivian Tuckero listened to the apology. Later, as she sat next to the deputy commissioner, she said she doesn't accept it.
3: The apology doesn't mean anything to me because they did it because they were told to.
0: Soon after, this happened.
4: Sir, you're late for your next appointment. I'm sorry we're going to have to cut it off.
1: RCMP left the news conference. No, no, I'm just to shake my head at he's leaving.
3: I mean, they're the ones apologizing, but yet they can get up and walk away. What does that say?
0: Many in the crowd feel little has actually changed with how Canada and the RCMP sees missing and murdered Indigenous people.
3: I'm angry. I'm angry that it's gone on so long and so many excuses and so much Hatred.
4: I don't know if it's going to help heal anybody or anything, but it doesn't do much for me.
0: Karen Descharmes' brother disappeared three years ago. She says Mounties treated her brother's case just like Rose.
4: He's not white. and If he was white, it would be, he'd be searched for.
0: This day highlighted a lot of pain from many families, pain clearly not eased by an apology. Fletcher Kent, Global News. Oh, boy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I can't say that i
0: disagree at all especially the rcmp well we've got other stuff to do here (sighs) here, you know what you do you clear your afternoon and you spend it with those people yeah clear your bloody afternoon and spend it with the people who you are quote unquote uh, apologizing to
1: i can get from a public relations perspective why you don't have that public like in front of the cameras uh, because there's going to be a lot of anger thrown your way. But you know what? You own that. Yep. The RCMP, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say the, 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 the speaker himself necessarily, but the RCMP need to be lambasted. Yeah. And if you're the spokesman there, you take it. Yeah. You take it and you say, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. That was ridiculous. You get your ass handed to you. Yeah. Just watching them walk away just burned me. Yeah. I I get it from a PR perspective. And I'm nobody in this case. I can't imagine how Paul and Tootsie felt and the rest of their family who were there. Just like, what? Where the hell are these people going?
1: Yeah.
0: Again, public relations, I get it. But this,
1: if the whole intent of this was public relations. To, to, to make right. And so part of that, yeah, if the family needs to give you what for, you take
0: it. Yeah. Uh, Tootsie also stated, quote, today, I don't know how I feel. I really don't. Mm -hmm. I'm angry. I'm hurt. I'm just messed up. But like Amber always told me, you got this mama and I do. End quote.
1: Oh my God. My heart.
0: Also from global news coverage from the press conference, here's some audio of Paul Tuckero speaking to the crowd. Mm offering words of empathy and encouragement for families of others who are missing and or murdered. Oh.
3: Well, I think for me, I I just want to say to every family that's out there, you know, that has a lost loved one, you know, that don't think you're alone. And because the girls that are missing, you know, we don't know if they're alive or if they're not. But if they're crying or praying, you know, just want them to know that you know everybody's thinking about them and to not give up and because the families aren't giving up but now moving forward you know we as families we need to come together that have that have experienced it and put our resources together and then you know and we can do anything and everything we can to help them because like my mom said earlier there's a lot of families that don't know what to do or who to go to like we're even willing to go with them to the rcp because we know what we were able through our support services to uh, We know, when you go to RSNP, we know what, what, uh, what the process is and stuff like that and, you know, now, now we know and now going forward that's what, that's what we want to do to help everybody, you know, and I hope, you know, we're not going to give up, you know, it, we're going to, because people, they just think, just because we're Indians, they think we, they, we're disposable, we're not. You know, you, you tell the families, the, one, the ones that have the ones missing they're they're that's that's their life you know just imagine a kid right now wanting their parent
0: yeah
1: i really really like this paul chap yeah right off, right off the bat yeah. when he steps up to take care at 18 yeah of his family yeah. his brothers and, and then sisters after
0: all this goes on he's he's the rock like, the, yeah.
1: what an amazing person Paul is. I really, really like him.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of want to shake his hand. Yeah. Oh. And he was correct in saying that there are others. The CARE task force, now called Division K, has admitted over the years that there may be a serial killer operating in and around Edmonton mm-hmm. and is targeting indigenous women and sex workers
1: which we see often.
0: There are four other homicides of women whose remains have been discovered in Leduc County, sort of close mm-hmm. to where uh, Amber's remains have been found. And they may be victims of the same serial predator. Edna Bernard, 28 was found in 2002 from a CBC article on missing and murdered indigenous women. Quote, a friend saw Edna in a vehicle with unknown people in Edmonton on September 22nd, 2002 her body was found in a farmer's field in Leduc, Alberta. The next day, she had been strangled. Her body lit on fire, Ooh, end quote. Shit. That's one. From the same CBC database, Katie Sylvia Ballantyne was a 40-year-old mother of four when a friend reported her missing to the Edmonton Police Service on May 5th, 2003. A farmer found Ballantyne's remains in a field near Leduc, Alberta on July 7th, 2003, Family members say they last met with investigators in 2013, but learned no new details. So 10 years after. Yeah. In April of 2015, the skull of a 32-year-old Métis woman named Dolores Brower was found near Raleighview in Leduc County. She'd gone missing nearly 10 years prior. Hmm. Also, from thegatewaygazette.ca, as reported, the RCMP recovered the human remains of Dolores Brower on April 19, 2015, from a rural property near Leduc. Police were notified of the discovery by the landowner. Today, the RCMP announced that they know that some of the human remains found that day belonged to Corey Renee Ottenbright. Of Edmonton, who had been the subject of a missing persons investigation since July of two thousand and four. Holy shit! Corey had been identified through DNA. There's some creep who is taking women out there, killing them, and leaving them in fields or near trees or whatever. And it's all, a dumping ground. And all
1: roughly around the same time, within a few years, I gather. It's within
0: ten years of every. Uh, oh, okay, because I thought
1: I thought a bunch were found ten years later, so I thought reverse yeah. mathing.
0: No, but yeah. yeah, it's all within, you know, Close 2000 and 2010, maybe, yeah. there's five. Yeah. yeah, Amber was not a sex trade worker. We need to get that straight, but the four others were. It appears she may have simply been a target of opportunity for this predator. Mm-hmm. Who was out hunting that night when Amber just wanted a ride. Yep.
1: Easy, easy pickings in his mind.
0: Exactly. It's like, oh, well, I don't even have to, you know, lure her into my car. She'll just get in. Yeah. All she wanted was a ride to Edmonton. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, (sighs) A few local men have been accused in various social media posts over the years, and we're not going to name them here. This brings us to today, where just this past week there have been new allegations. People have been talking about it on the umber yard. Yeah, yeah, it's blowing up. This global news report lays it out.
1: RCMP are investigating a tip from a man who believes his father was involved in the death of Amber Tuckero. Police confirmed they were investigating after the man made the claim in a widely circulated social media post. It has since been taken down. The man alleged his father may also be involved in a number of other missing persons files, The RCMPs say many of those cases have already been solved. Amber Tuckerow was 20 years old when she disappeared in August 2010. In 2012, police released a chilling cell phone recording between her and an unknown man. It's believed to be the last time anyone heard from her. A week after the audio was released, Tuckero's remains were found in Ladue County. Mm.
4: So there mm-hmm. you go.
0: Before you jump to conclusions and yeah. you hop on this, this guy did it train with this social media post. Yep. Be very, very careful. This is why we're not talking about the person. We're not mentioning, uh, the son, um, from a media release on the RCMP's website from January 24th, 2020, Quote, in early December 2019, the Banff RCMP was contacted by a male who alleged that his father may be responsible for a missing person from the Banff area. Yeah. The male also stated that he believed his father may be linked to numerous missing persons and homicide files in Alberta. On January 20, 2020, the male advised RCMP that he believed his father to also be involved in the disappearance and murder of Amber Tuckero. end quote. It just sounds like this guy's throwing enough stuff at the wall that he hopes some of it will stick. Maybe he resents yeah. his father for some reason. Maybe there is some veracity to what he's saying. Yeah,
1: like I, I'm hesitant to choose one side or the other. Because if, if, if there is weight to it, yeah. I, I don't want to yeah. uh, steer people away no. from it. We watched this video. Yes. Yes. And from my perspective,
0: mm-hmm. I, I couldn't notice
1: a similarity between the voices.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, the only similarity I heard were the accents. Yes. I mean, it was a man's voice. Yes. And a man who had a bit of a deep voice. Yes. And they had the similar Albertan accent.
1: Yes. Now, again, always trying to be diplomatic and look at, uh, be objective, but... Um, Um, they were recorded on different devices. So that will make the voice sound differently, uh, you know, different times in, in in life. So there's a lot of reasons why it might not sound completely identical, but so we were told to listen for, uh, we were, it was recommended to listen to so that you could hear the comparison. Yeah. And to me, they didn't gel, but uh, I'm not an expert. I'm not no, am I'm I'm in law enforcement. Yeah. I can barely spell my name. Well, so, I there's mean, two T's. Just yeah. So you... That's why it's on my back. It helps me. Uh, and, But so, yeah, like I'm not an expert, but, but I'm also going to be honest and say uh, there were more dissimilarities than similarities. I agree. Me.
0: Yeah. And I think it's best for us to let the professionals do their jobs. Although in this case, as mentioned, they kind of bungled things early on.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I I do recommend that people go and and judge for yourself, take a listen, if it's still available, because it sounds like it's not, but make your own conclusions. I mean, maybe you listen and you have a very different opinion and, or you listen to hear the similarities, but then recognize the voice yourself. So I still recommend yeah. Listening. Yeah. Or watching however you choose to.
0: There you go. So let's finish this episode by reminding everyone of the possible perpetrator's voice. Yes. With exactly. the isolated audio from Amber's last call. Yes. With just this male on sub. Yeah. And so we'll play that for you again just one last time. Yes. We're
2: just south of Beaumont uh, are north of Beaumont. We're going to, get to 50th Street. Absolutely, 50th Street. 50th Street. We're just a little south of Belmont. Uh, We're north of Belmont. Yes, the 50th Street. Absolutely, 50th Street. 50th Street.
0: He does say absolutely a lot like me. Absolutely. Well, he has said it twice because they repeat the call. Twice. No,
1: I know, but he says it very. That he says, pronounces it. The same. Oh. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> you're, fr- you're from. You're from.
1: So even, I mean, and if you, as a listener, it's easy to sit there and go, I've never been to Canada, let alone Alberta. Well, how could I recognize the voice? You never know. Maybe this person traveled. Just listen. And, yeah. and you know, uh, you were at a, the same hotel as him once and like
0: Again, if you recognize this man's voice uh, or have information related to Amber's disappearance, please call the Leduc RCMP detachment at 780-980-7267 or Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-TIPS, that's 8477. And thanks to a listener friend of ours, uh, from uh, a listener, friend of the show, and former employee of mine at the telecom that Scott and I worked, mm-hmm. worked at, Vanessa Darwin, she pointed out uh, the new developments in this case to me before anyone else did, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we're giving her a bit of cred for that. Yeah. Your note prompted this week's case. Thanks, Vanessa. Thank you, Vanessa. Uh, so that's it for this one. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that the right person hears that call someday. And because it's in the news again, I thought this was absolutely relevant to do this particular case today.
1: Well, and because it's still unsolved. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe we can. Yeah. And even with these,
0: even with these new, new developments, even Amber's family is saying, please don't get overly hopeful and, um, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part, I, I, for a large part, I would like for it to be correct, just so that we can finally get a resolution.
0: I was considering reaching out to them for this case, but I noticed on their Facebook page, they said they want privacy at this time because it's in the news again. Mm -hmm. They can absolutely have that.
1: And as, just as a fellow human and a parent, um, my heart is with you guys. I like it. Uh, there's nothing I can really say that will fully articulate yeah. the sorrow, but um, my my heart is with you guys. Thank you so much for being who you are.
0: There you go. Well, let's lighten things up a bit. Whew. We'll start with some voicemails, and you can leave us one at 1 327 5786 or one eight seven seven 877 Dark DarkPutin D A R K P T N. That's 1 877
1: DarkPutin
0: DarkPutin. And if your call really stands out, you might hear uh, it on the show.
1: If it stinks balls, you yeah. might
0: not.
3: Hey, Mike and Scott. This is Michael Adams calling from. Beach, British Columbia on Vancouver Island. just want to say me and my wife love your show. Yeah, gets me through our day at work there. And hey, if you guys are interested, maybe uh, take a look at
0: viewing the Surrey
3: 6 shooting. That's an interesting one there. Anyways, uh, thanks for all the awesome shows. Go shit in your hat.
0: Uh, no, Michael, you go shit in your hat. Michael sounds like a pretty gnarly dude. He does. But he's asking about a case that we're not going to cover. We don't want to die. Right. Yeah. And that's all we're going to say about that. Yeah. Because this is our neighborhood. And, we yeah. have to live here. Yeah. People are still going pew pew here. It's still murdery. It's still quite murdery yeah. at times. We, and we, we want to be murderless.
1: We're doing it for you. We're not going to cover it for you because we want you to be able to enjoy more episodes Dark
0: routine. so tell your wife thank you for enjoying the show as well yeah. and thank you to you hey. and your suggestion wasn't a bad one no
1: no it's just one one we don't want to die.
0: yeah we would cover yeah. it if we lived in a bunker i i'm fascinated by it
1: <laughs> i have a friend whose uh, cousin was one of the victims but i'm good yeah. But also Qualicum Beach is
0: really nice. It really is. It's a beautiful location. So thank you Michael Adams. Let's listen to another one. Okay.
1: Uh yeah, uh hi, I'm like trying to reach uh Bob or uh, Doug McKenzie. Uh I am supposed to meet them at the uh, the the uh the Yumber Yard. The uh
3: Yumber Yard that that has to be a typo. Uh anyway, I got your mouse in a bottle. And uh, I'm not sure what this has to do with uh,
1: Dark contain. Um But, you know, yeah, uh, you know, get
2: in touch with me. Uh, yeah. Uh, so y- I'll see you soon.
0: Oh, boy.
3: <laughs> that was awesome.
0: Oh, no.
2: That
1: was awesome. I'm glad you got the mouse on the bottle. Elsinore beer. Elsinore, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. For those who don't know.
0: Yeah, watch, watch Strange, Strange, Brew. Strange Brew.
1: You you actually, if you watch Strange Brew and you're not a Canadian, you get immediate citizenship.
3: Is that what happens? Yeah, yeah.
1: It gets mailed to you. Like they they, they know
0: they know. You, you just don't Strange get any health care. No, no, you don't. That's not it's not
1: that easy. But you do become an immediate citizen because that's about as Canadian as it gets. Oh, good lord! Yeah, yeah. That was that was really <laughs> funny. I uh, needed that.
0: Well, thank you very much for that particular one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, beautiful. We're we're gonna listen to another
2: one hi guys this is alexandra from london ontario i love you guys so much i listen to over 90 podcasts and yours is one of the ones i very much look forward to dropping every week so just wanted to say thank you for all that you do you uh, do make a difference to a lot of people i'm sure you know but uh, just letting you know there's one more person out here um that's a big fan and, and really hoping to hear lots more from you guys uh wondering um if you might want to consider a case uh from here in London there's uh of course lots of cases but the one that was pretty uh newsworthy a few years ago was the Banditos. um they had a big mass shooting here so uh it could be an interesting case but uh in any event i love your show really love you guys and uh your interaction and your banter and um your respect for the victims and And all that you do. So thanks again. I look forward to hearing more and uh, have a great day. Bye.
1: Compliments will get you
0: everywhere. It will. Yeah. Yeah. We really appreciate Mm -hmm. that. But again, something else we won't cover (laughs) because uh, biker gangs.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. So, I mean, if any of you know of like gang, Canadian gang related things from... I don't know like the 70s and they don't exist anymore. Yeah. If the gang is not a gang? Well, I know anymore?
0: one gang that doesn't exist anymore. It was never mind. I don't want to get into it because they were they became another gang that is very well
1: known. Yeah, so no yeah, the gang can't <sighs> have merged into a newer gang. No. So cuz cuz again, yeah. we don't want to die. We don't want to die. We'll we talk l- about the Bloods and Crips, they're not here. No, exactly. No, we won't either, but we <laughs> They might be. They might be. It might be okay. next door. Okay. So, yeah. Well, great suggestions. These are things that fascinate me too.
0: But but I don't
1: want to. Die. Yeah.
0: Thanks again for leaving us a vo- voicemail. And like we said, if you leave us one that's compelling, <laughs> and and funny. Mm-hmm. Usually funny mm-hmm. is good. Funny's great one and complimentary. Eight, yeah. One eight seven seven three two seven five seven eight six or one eight seven seven D A R K P T N. That's one eight seven seven dark
1: one
0: dark Putin. Putin. <laughs> exactly. Um, let's get on to, uh, it's time for shout outs to our new patron patrons yeah. and our donut money donors. Yeah. Thank you so much to all of you. Uh, hopefully I can read this tiny screen that I have here in front of me. I don't think I can. You can ambigify. First up, we have Andrea McElveen. Andrea Elvine is she Elvin McElvin maybe Elvine? This is a great question. I don't know where she's from, Scott.
1: Yeah. Well, that's how the the Northern Elves pronounce it. Elvine, McElvine. Yeah, so the Northern Elves. There you go. Yeah, uh, but where's she from? Oh, uh, she's from um, <laughs> uh, Applebottom Lake. Oh, yeah, in uh, um, Papua New Guinea
0: okay, and what does she do in Papua New Guinea?
1: Um, well she she um she combs beaches she
0: combs beaches, which would be a beachcomber exactly. like Nicodonatus yeah. or relic exactly well, they're very yeah. good. That's but a nice just, job, but she actually uses a comb. She actually uses oh, a comb. Oh, that's
1: And you would think if your mind takes you to want a giant comb, no, no, a small comb. Oh, But it's because they really, really want their beaches well manicured. Fair enough. So I get it.
0: I get it. Next up, we have somebody else who we don't know, uh, don't know very well. It's Jamie Perot. Jamie Perot. Yeah. Yeah. You know where Jamie is from?
1: Uh, Yep. Oh. Washington State. Okay. Yep. Uh, It's the great... Second
0: niece of Ross H. Perot. Oh. Yeah. I remember him. Yeah. I don't think it's, spe- oh, it is actually yeah. sort of spelled the same. You're welcome. Wow. Yeah. How come your pledge isn't a billion dollars?
1: Well, again, uh, great second niece twice removed. Oh, so she's
0: not a billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. What does she do?
1: Like a lot of people have to die for her to inherit that. Oh. What does she do? Yeah. Um, no, she works for the Democratic Party.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, good for her. Yeah, she's a, <laughs> he a think she'd be an independent. What do they but... call me? She's a whip. Do you even know what that is? Well, I mean, I watch House of Cards. <laughs> Allison W. from Mindemoya, Ontario. Well, what's that Thank name Thank you again? so much. Mindemoyan. Yeah, I, I was, from Mindemoyan. Yeah. Thank you, Allison. Thank you much, Charla Chilton. Yeah. She came in at our old, uh,
1: PM whoa, level. Whoa. We're,
0: we're not taking new PMs, but, uh. Super dope we, We'll, we'll have to convert her at, if that happens. Yeah. She'll have to cancel and re-up. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yes. So thank you so much, Carla, uh, Carla Chiltern. Thank where, you. Where, where's she from? Ah, she's from, um. Not Papua New Guinea. Oh, oh Dunkirk. Oh. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Does she, is she like a hotel owner in Dunkirk, or works in the? You're just saying that. Works on the beach, giving out beach towels, or why? Why does that everything have to be beach related? Because because it's right on the seaside, it's quite nice. There,
1: we already had one beach. Okay, Mike. what does she do? Yeah, uh, she works
0: at a hotel. Oh, fantastic!
1: She, but she's in. She works in the laundry. No. Oh. She works on the laundry there. There you go. And um, she, she, irons, uh, she irons towels. She irons. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: Next up we have Lindsay. Yeah. Hey, Lindsay. I don't know where Lindsay's from.
1: Yeah. Uh, Lindsay is from, oh God, I think we've, we've had people from there before, East Dakota. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. a
0: place that doesn't really exist. Yeah. Oh, it'll go
1: move to East Dakota and then tell me it doesn't exist, okay. Mike. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's from East Dakota. And? And what she does is she makes flyers for West Dakota. Makes flyers? Yeah, make fly, like, like, uh, tourism flyers for West Dakota. Oh, another yeah.
0: place that doesn't exist. Yeah.
1: No, they exist. Okay. Again, well, then what the hell is she making flyers for if it
0: doesn't exist, Mike? <laughs> Jesus. Caitlin Moore Skibbick. Yeah. I don't know where she's from. It looks like somewhere in Canada, though. Holy crap. There's a lot of, uh, yeah.
1: Uh, okay. Um, Caitlin, yeah, Caitlin is from, um, oh, 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 wait a minute, why is, um, stop just making things up. No, I, what? Oh, you know I don't do just, that. No. You know I don't do that. She's from Prince George. Prince George, Alberta?
0: Yes. <laughs> Not Prince George, British Columbia. They,
1: well, they moved it recently. Oh, they, they moved yeah, it? Yeah,
0: they moved it back to Alberta. What was the reasoning behind that move?
1: Um, Oil. Oh, it was an oil move. It was an
0: oil decision. Ah, yeah, there so you go. Oil-based decision. Oil
1: decisions are just beyond me, so. Me too. Me too. So I can't, I can't really jump in. Uh, right. Um, and what she does is she's a tree
0: peeler. She peels trees. She peels trees, yes. So the bark she peels from the tree? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: it's a process used to help... Uh, provide trees with better, better, uh, bark or as they say in the industry, skin. And so, uh, it's kind of helps
0: re, re, you know, replenish. F- Looking for a new co-host here at Dark Routine. I just speak, I'm just speaking. He's not well. I'm just speaking facts. And speaking of Alberta mm, from yeah. Sherwood Park, Alberta, just place. outside of Edmonton. Sure. Tammy Burke. Thank you, Tammy. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you pronounce it Bork or Burke, but I know I have a friend who pronounces it Burke. Yeah. And then another friend who pronounces the exact same last name Bork. Wow. Yeah. I I I go with Bork. Okay. Because of Ray, because of Ray. Fair enough. Ray Bork. Ray Bork. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next up we have Patty Hurtle. Yep. And I can say with confidence, even though we don't know for sure, Patty Hurtle is from Nova Scotia. Yeah. Because my grandmother's Mother, my great grandmother yeah. used to live with a Mister Hurtle okay. in Nova Scotia. Sure, and there can only be a
1: few. There can only be a few. There can only be a few.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think what Patty Hurtle does in Nova Scotia mm-hmm. is she is a lobster freer. Oh, she goes around. Uh, oh. She's sort of a crusader. Goes around freeing lobsters mm-hmm. from the pots. So she so will. So like, if you're even, what if it's? Uh, she swims around. Okay. She's uh, she's a scuba diver, yeah, yeah, well yeah, trained. Yeah. Down into the water. Aren't the pots and homes though? No, no. The pot they—that's what they call a trap. <laughs> okay. So she will take them out of the the traps, and so the guys bring them up empty, and they just think, "Oh, it was a bad day." Nope, Patty's freed them. Wow. Isn't that nice? That's super awesome of Patty. Yeah, even though I do like to eat lobster, yeah. I understand that. Yeah,
1: yeah. No. Is that how you got the one on your arm? Was she freed it
0: originally? <laughs> she freed it right to my arm. That
1: was the first one she ever freed? So no, that was Casey
0: good. Lodichuk from Casey Designs Tattoos who oh. did my tattoo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. But thank you, Patty wow. Hertel, for you're your- doing you're, doing. you're doing the lobster's work, as they say. There you go. You know? uh Somebody who is not related to me, mm-hmm. but has a similar last name, Betty Ruth Brown, oh, sent us some donut that money. sounds like a delicious chocolate bar. Well, she said, more donut money from Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. I just adore you guys. Appreciate the time and effort you put into your wonderful podcast. Oh. Keep up the good work, Betty Ruth Brown. Betty Ruth Brown. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That means a lot to I us love that name. when we hear that kind of stuff. Yeah, it is a good name. And also... Uh, we got a donation from Irene Briand. Thank you Irene. And she doesn't say where she's from or or who she is or what she what, likes her, she likes her privacy. Yeah, she's 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 sent us some cash. That's so fine. we're good with that. Yeah, yeah, you can, we'll keep you can be private. <laughs> Thank you Irene. And uh, lastly, but not leastly, <laughs> uh it, so it says Edwards. And yeah. she says her name is Rachel Edwards, according to what we see, what we see. Yeah. and she says, I know it says Edwards, but my last name is Eichelberger from Wisner, Nebraska. <laughs> wow. She even spelled Eichelberger out in a way yeah. that I would understand it, yeah, it and also Wisner. Yeah. Thank you so much. If everybody did that, my job would be so much easier. Yeah. I found you guys by way of My Favourite Murder, and you have quickly become a favourite podcast. Oh. I love that I can listen to you with my son around. Well, not always. (laughs) He always gets excited about the loons at the beginning of each episode. I've been binging while I've been on maternity leave, and I love the care you take with each case. Your love and appreciation of the listeners of the Yumber Yard is endearing, and I can't wait to continue to learn about my neighbours to the north. Sent oh. by Rachel Eichelberger okay, but this just, from Wisner. This just
1: poses the question, like, why does it say Rachel Edwards? The well, plot that, thickens. There could be a number the of reasons. The plot thickens. Rachel
0: Edwards could be her maiden name, and she just hasn't bothered to change it with... Her maiden name. Her maiden name. Her maiden name. Or as Ricky from Trailer Park Boy says, her mating name. <laughs> And I don't mean to be offensive there, Rachel. Just watch the Trail of Park yeah, Boys and you'll understand yeah, the Rickyisms. Yeah. Anyhow, thanks so much to our patrons, past and present, for your pledges. We really appreciate your support of the show. We really do. It's donut money. You guys are amazing. If you want to help support the show, you can do so at Patreon.com or for one-time support, you can, oh, Patreon.com slash Dark Poutine. Mm-hmm. Or for one-time support, you can send us donut money via PayPal at our email address, darkpatinepodcast at gmail.com. If you don't already, it would mean a lot to us. If you subscribe to the show, you can easily find us on iTunes, Podcast, Stitcher TuneIn, Spotify, or wherever you get your on-demand audio. And now you can easily rate us on podchaser.com. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It's like IMDB for podcasts. That's and pretty cool. We happen to be the number one rated podcast there right now because Get of all the ratings that people have been giving us. Get out of town. No, wow. we totally are. That is so great. It is. Give us a follow or a like on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, just search for Dark Poutine. Most importantly, thank you for listening mm-hmm. and tell your friends about us. Word of mouth is a powerful thing.
1: You know what my favorite review was that I read? What's that? Decent
0: decent i like the one that's concise where the guy said he hated me and liked, loved liked you me. he liked yeah no it would be an interesting show if it was just you
1: no they, you mean it would be an interesting
0: non-show <laughs> <laughs> yeah there <laughs> what what kind of research went into this well there was a napping
1: i'm just curious He's playing it's it's with still the like, dog this is still like I How must, is this person making this know. assessment?
0: I, I must have angered that person yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't I anger that person? Well, you can start kicking people out of the yumbria. <laughs> I'm not, I'm barely Facebook anymore. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm getting a little worn out with the social media. Thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. So until next week, don't forget to be a good egg and not a bad apple. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.